back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A growing number of people are choosing a healthier plant-based diet. What are the benefits and how can you make the change? With the story, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Whether to lose weight, get healthy, or just be kinder to animals, many people are looking into ways to eat a more plant-based diet. Our guest on InfoTrack can help you do just that. Victoria Moran has been a vegan for the past 30 years and has authored many books, including the new Main Street Vegan, Everything You Need to Know to Eat Healthfully and Live Compassionately in the Real World. Welcome to InfoTrack, Victoria. Thanks so much. First, let's start off with the definition of vegan. I know people get confused between vegan, vegetarianism, pescatarianism. How is vegan set apart from all that? A vegan is a pure vegetarian. That means that we are vegetarians. We don't eat anybody who had a face. But in addition to that, we don't eat animal products, namely dairy products and eggs. So often when you say that, people say, well, then what do you eat? Because it's just all the negative. This is what we don't eat. But what we do eat is this incredible, beautiful vastness from the plant kingdom. When you think about what's out there in terms of vegetables, fruits, grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, there is just an amazing amount of fabulous food. Meat and dairy are a huge part of the American diet, so it's got to be difficult to wean oneself off of those products. I think it's not so much the products, although there is some evidence that there is actually an addictive quality to dairy. There's something in the milks of all animal species called casomorphin, which is there so that the young animal will want to come back and have more milk and grow. And that morphin in that word actually is an opiate. It's in humans' milk and it's in cow's milk, but in a much higher percentage than in humans' milk. And whenever you concentrate the milk to make a product like cheese and ice cream that everybody likes so much, you get a real concentration of this stuff. So there is some of that. We do like the heaviness, and I think we also like the old traditional ideas of bringing home the bacon and this kind of American ethic around animal foods, but that is changing so, so rapidly as people start to give them up or at least eat less of them, replace them with the wonderful plant foods with all of their great phytochemicals and wonderful micronutrients and just feel a whole lot better. Aside from the health benefits, there's an aspect of compassion about leaving animals off your dinner plate and out of your wardrobe. And that's really why I got into this. I tried at 13 to be vegetarian. That didn't work. But finally, when I was 19, I was able to go vegetarian. It took me a while to get all the way to vegan. In those days, it was pretty, pretty wild to even be vegetarian. And I was living in Kansas City, Missouri, one of the few cities with a steak named for it. (laughs) It did take a while to go vegan, but nowadays so many people just make this change overnight because there's so much information out there. People will see an expose about factory farming or a slaughterhouse, or they'll catch an indie flick documentary like Forks Over Knives and say, oh my goodness, my health might really be a whole lot better if I stopped eating products that contain so much saturated fat, that contain cholesterol. So people are making this change in vast numbers. And those of us who do start out for the animals, it's very interesting. Many health vegans become interested in the animals and many animal rights vegans become interested in their own health as we learn more. But for me, it really started with yoga, the idea of reverence for life, the idea that I don't need to 
kill for food. So why would I want to do that? And then also the idea that these animals are sentient beings in their own right. It may well be that they weren't put on this earth for us to eat, wear, and exploit in various ways. For someone to consciously and abruptly eliminate whole classes of food from their diet requires a lot of thinking about everything they put in their mouths. Is there a trick to smoothing out that process for people that want to jump in and experiment? (laughs) I think it depends so much, Taryn, on the motivation. If somebody is really concerned about the animal issues, if they've seen some of that video that I was talking about, they just don't want anything to do with it. And whatever it takes to not eat it at all, period, that's it. And they're going to find a way to do that. For other people who just kind of think, ooh, maybe I don't like the idea of what goes on with the animals, or maybe I'm 45 now and I should be thinking more about my heart and my arteries and the fact that my parents had diabetes or whatever it was, then you need to ease in and do what makes it possible. I offer several suggestions for how to do this. My favorite, actually, is the day-at-a-time plan, because that's how the alcoholics sober up in AA. It's just today. So today breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you eat foods from the plant kingdom. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to worry about your sister's wedding in June or your trip to Argentina next year. You just eat plant-based till bedtime. And that's renewable the next day. And you can also take other tacks. You can do the one thing at a time where some people like to get rid of maybe red meat first or some people who are concerned about animals will get rid of chicken first because a cow is great big and one death makes a lot of food with a chicken. One death doesn't feed very many people. So it's all up to you the way you want to do it. It's about moving in this direction. And whatever you do in terms of getting the animal foods off your plate, you want to get lots and lots of bright, colorful, wonderful fruits and vegetables onto your plate. One of the more difficult aspects of becoming vegan or vegetarian is what to do when you're traveling or an event like a ball game. It's got to be hard to accommodate a special diet where fast food is the only option. I think so many people are moving away from fast food anyway, that this is less of a challenge than it used to be. And the truth is, there's even vegan fast food. (laughs) You know, when you think about what to eat at the ball game, well, peanuts and Cracker Jack, like the song says, there are always things to eat. I raised my daughter vegan from birth, so I was really able to see what it's like to grow up this way. And you can have candied apples, you can have popcorn. There's always something that you can eat that is strictly plant-based. And you know, if you happen to get a hold of something that might have some whey or something in it somewhere, it's not the end of the world. This is not a religion. It's not about fanaticism. It's about making compassionate choices. We're talking to Victoria Moran, who's been a vegan for 30 years and has authored a book called Main Street Vegan, which helps people ease into that lifestyle choice. Victoria, is maintaining a vegan kitchen more expensive than a diet including animal proteins? You can go either way, whether you're a meat eater or whether you're a vegan. In the old days, when I started at this, one of the reasons that some people went vegan was actually to save money. Because when you think about the basic plant foods, certainly grains and beans, I mean rice and beans, that's really cheap food. Vegetables in season, fruits in season, very inexpensive. Nuts and seeds cost a little more, but if you get them in bulk at the health food store, they're not all that pricey either. So you've got a very reasonably priced basic diet. So to answer your question, no, it can be really cheap. 
Do you have a website where our listeners can learn more? You can visit my website at MainStreetVegan.net. Thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan. Oh, thanks a lot. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com.